0: I am awake.
4: Welcome to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakunja Hade. We must live in balance with the earth.
3: And also with recent happenings that wounded me. I am awake.
4: Welcome to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakunja Hade. Hey, Kadegi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues.
5: You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news, stories, and events with Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon.
4: Well, you know, I'm on day five of my COVID experience, my first COVID experience, and I'm quarantined here at home, and um, I'm a little loopy right now and a little intimidated today because today we have a special show with one of my all-time favorite artist, and this person has been in over a 100 movies and television shows. Some of our personal favorites being Pow Wow Highway, Smoke Signals, Dead Man with Johnny Depp, and The Score. Recently on Rutherford Falls, a TV show um, playing our favorite uncle, Uncle Brownie, in the highly acclaimed FX series, Reservation Dogs. Gary is a recording artist and a musician with the band Gary and the Troublemakers, a documentary artist, water protector, and cannabis advocate. We want to give a big welcome to Gary Farmer, uh, our great, our big friend here, and we get to spend a whole hour with Gary. Pina Gary, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, kind of it's a pleasure to be on the air with you. Hello, Minnesota.
4: <laughs> and Wisconsin, we have to mention Wisconsin, too. We're on 20 stations in Wisconsin, so we we do have to mention them during football season, too, so it's it's pretty hard for us here in Minnesota. But uh, thank you, Gary, so much for being on. Um, you know, we're going to be playing uh, some different songs from Gary Farmer and the Troublemakers for our bumper music out, and we're really excited, and we're going to play uh, Make a Change Um playing out. And I don't know, before we get going too far, uh, do you want to have any comments on that song before we uh, get into the the big interview here?
1: Uh, You know, it's, it's kind of just like it sounds. Um, You know, I was always looking to make things better for indigenous people and people in general. Um, And I I knew that changes had to be made. I guess One of the strongest things, you know, I had a discussion last night with some friends and, you know, I I tried to help them understand that, you know, socialism isn't like communism or, Mm -hmm. and indeed, both of those kind of came from the, you know, in in terms of the Haudenosaunee or my people, the Iroquois Confederacy, you know, both Das Capro and and the American Constitution took parts from our, you know, Tree of Peace and our original confederation that created peace between our first five nations. So I think there's so much to learn. It's a couple of young countries, you know, both Canada and the US. They're just a couple hundred years old and they've both been built on economic you know, unsustainability. Mm-hmm. And um so that that it was just a comment on that whole situation and and trying to get the people to join in. And the more you can get people to sing and dance about making a change, and if it doesn't happen, then it makes you feel that, well, we should continue to sing and continue to dance uh, our way out, as it were.
4: Wow, good words, good words. Hey, we, we want to kind of get to know uh, a little bit about you, and one of the things I'd love to ask you is, you know, you have a, a long career. You first started acting in uh, professionally in 1976. What uh, what got you the bug to be an uh, actor storyteller? Um, how did that process start with you? Do you remember you? Did you have an aha moment, or was it a a process that you just put one foot in front of the other and took some opportunity? Uh, it, did you feel like you always wanted to be an actor?
1: Um no i don't I don't think so. I was kind of forced uh but luckily um but you know where it all started, I think was you know my interest as a child. you know, I grew up in kind of a gang like situation in the inner city of Buffalo, New York, mm. with a lot of other Hoishi at the time. It was kind of our territories, you know, even though our confederacy split in half during the war of eighteen twelve you know, the migrations for work were constant with our skill as, you know, iron worker. My father was a crane operator and stuff. And, uh, you know, I could see the path in front of me. I mean, I, I probably could have been a football player, but I, I didn't like the violence of the game much. And so in my senior year of high school, I picked up photography as a means to kind of dispel their interest for me to play football And I pacified their interest by taking their picture as football players uh, for the team. And uh, that was an interesting way to kind of uh, maneuver. And, you know, when you're in a kind of a gang life, at least in Buffalo, everyone kind of became police officers. (laughs) And I thought, well, I'd start off, uh, you know, going from the... Illegitimate gang to the legitimate gang to, is a college choice, but then Attica uh, happened, and I saw—he's a young student. Uh, you know, the—you know—it's very hard to change what's going on within the manufacturing of police departments and the management. And I—I I, I really saw the corruption, uh, you know, like an open sore and. And so I, I ended up uh, maneuvering my way into Syracuse University for a year okay. and studied only film and, and, and arts-related uh, stuff. But I, I kind of uh, fibbed my way in because I, being a Canadian Indian, I had to study something that I couldn't uh, get in the States. And so I told them I wanted to be an FBI agent. And, uh, <laughs> of course, this is like 1973 when – you know, the FBI and that whole wounded knee all rekindered again. And um, so it was kind of an ironic position to be as a youngster, but, you know, I was, it was all pretty unknown to me the political politics uh, of the day for Native America as a young kind of urban student. Mm-hmm. And I really caught up quick. It was an interesting university. Anyway, I ended up going back to Canada and pursued filmmaking and photography for a couple of years in a, uh, what's now called the Metro, uh, Toronto Metro University. It used to be called Ryerson, but he's the guy who started the residential school system in Canada. They changed the name, but it was an interesting uh, journey. And while I was there in Canada, there was this man, a Cree man who was from Saskatchewan. He was an opera singer and uh, played in opera. And he, you know, started this organization called the Association for Native Development and the Performing Visual Arts. And me being a photographer, he employed me to take pictures of these vents. And uh, and I, that's where I met Thompson Highway and Renee Highway those days. And uh, they became everlasting friends. He was a modern dancer. At the time, Thompson was a... a you know, Northern Cree uh, composer and pianist and later became an an amazing playwright together, uh, having worked with him for a number of years. So, um, but Jim had this theater school and he took a bunch of Anishinaabe children, uh, kids really 13, 14 years old to this camp and he employed this really fancy British uh, theater. uh, You know, he was well-trained in England and and he came up there with those Anishinaabe kids and it, it wasn't working out. And, and I guess Jim thought maybe I was a little more worldly. So he sent me up there to kind of mother goose these kids through this period of their life. Four or five weeks it was at the time. And it, I fell in love, um, with the creative theatrical process of telling stories. And, and I always wanted to help. You know, as a child, I knew things were a little not right. Uh, growing up in an indigenous family in in the inner city, and there was a social network amongst the indigenous people there in town. But I knew things weren't good. And um, as a youngster, and I wanted to help. And when I discovered the, the theater, I realized this this is. This is how I can help, and that—that that was in 1975.
4: So. Wow! Hey, we are here with Gary Farmer, and we're going to listen to a little Gary Farmer and the Troublemakers, and come right back. You're listening to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake.
6: Stay
5: with us.
1: You know you gotta move it, shake it. You gotta turn it all around.
5: It's time to boogie. Time to boogie all night long.
2: Make a, Make a change.
0: When we heal from our traumas.
5: When we face our fears.
0: Let go of our addictions.
5: When we relearn our values.
0: When we live our teachings.
5: Respecting our elders.
0: Cherishing and honoring our children.
5: When we honor and take care of our spirit.
0: There will be, be no, no room left, left for sexual violence. violence.
7: Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
3: I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org.
7: Temperatures are cooling off and fall migration is underway. Do you know what that means? Eagle viewing season is almost here, and the National Eagle Center is your headquarters for information and experiences. This winter, experience bald and golden eagles in the wild with an unforgettable expert-led field trip. Plan your private eagle habitat tour and learn where the best eagle viewing is with weekly eagle codes. Plus, you can visit the eagles at the center all season long. Plan your visit or experience today online at nationaleaglecenter.org.
6: Unveil the captivating world of Native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts Native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Mati, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art now through January fourteenth. For more info, visit artsmia.org. We gotta make the
5: change. We gotta make the
1: change. You know, it's time. We gotta work together. Gotta work together, everyone in one. Make
2: a gotta make a you know you gotta reach out to your neighbor down this side.
1: We gotta make a balance all around. You know, one person same as the next. Hey, no matter how much money you got, you gotta make a change.
2: Hey,
4: we're back with actor, musician, activist, storyteller, Gary Farmer. Uh, that was one of his groovy songs, uh, Make the Change, and I love the blues, and uh, got to be sad to have sing the blues, right, Gary? <laughs>
1: Not
4: necessarily. I mean. I'm just kidding. Hey, welcome back. Hey, let's talk a little bit uh, about your acting career right now. And um, I think it's really kind of fun that young people, and especially young people in our community here, are getting turned on to to Gary Farmer uh, in 2023. You know, you were on Res Dogs as Uncle Brownie and, um, speaking of res dogs, uh, reservation dogs, how cool is it to see the younger generation, uh, pick the, pick up the, uh, the baton now and really do a lot of, uh, creative stuff in the, in the movie and media genre?
1: Well, I, I always knew it was going to happen. Uh, you know, we got two strongest stories, first of all, you know, you know our history, uh, relationship with the, the Canadians and the Americans, uh, that, that history and, that, and phenomenal history amongst the black community when slavery was first brought to this country. I mean, that story has never been told in terms of our relationship and, 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 uh, and how that came to be, you know, and, you know, so it was inevitable, especially with someone like James, like I spoke of, uh, the last uh, chapter was, you know, we started training our young right from the start in terms of expressing themselves artistically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I wasn't only an actor, I also published when I saw that our stories were going out to non-native producers and they were getting all the credit for, for those stories when they were our stories. So the effort began early in my career to start bringing things back home, you know, and, you know, I started going after radio signals across the whole country. At one point, I had 70% of Canada by radio uh, through the, you know, nine major urban center. And, you know, I started working with the CRTC and and uh, eventually got the Aboriginal People's Television Network on air with my ability to kind of negotiate with the commission to license Native America uh, for our kind of different story we got we're looking at the world with totally different eyes and uh, it felt like we needed to be heard more than ever so it was a natural progression over the course of my 49 years in this business
4: yeah um it and it, it's it's uh also great to see and working with and i i personally like being an older person i'm a a baby elder in my tribe, but we, uh, <laughs> uh, I like the homage that they did with you guys in Reservation Dogs where they had you, Graham Green, West Studi, Richard uh, Whitman, and uh, uh, involved in that, you know, modern tale. and And I think it's really important to, if you are moving forward, to also um, give homage to the past too and I think that's what they did really well in that show
1: well we it's the way it is in a community right? <laughs> the show's all about the community and, and the love the community has for our elders and the aunties and uncles
4: oops
5: Sure, we, may so we have, have lost very audio. So
1: a lot of our communities are dealing go. with on a day to day. Everything okay?
4: Yeah, we lost you for a second, um, but uh, you're back.
1: Oh yeah, well you know it was a, just a natural thing, um, mm-hmm. and that was the whole sense of reservation dogs was the community. You know, to create a community, and and for the most part, the acting community, the performance community, the writing community you know, it's not very big, it's growing, uh, much larger now,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: in the day it was, it was a fairly uh, small quaint community and we all knew each other. We all worked with each other. Uh, you know, there was a very little infighting, so to speak. It was very, uh, you know, I think, uh, envisioned image to make all that happen. And, uh, it just paid out beautifully in reservation dogs. And the accolades have been unlike anything I've ever seen as a performer in the business as long as I have been. Yeah.
4: yeah. And, uh, it was so fun. I did not know what to expect, but, uh, having you, uh, being the uncle and, and the kids finding you and, uh, <laughs> and it was just, it was just uh fun and, uh, had a big smile in the community, the native community to have you uh, show up like that. That was, uh, That was awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, I've always been a participant. You know, most of my life as well was spent in the theater. You know, you Mm -hmm. develop a new writer's work. Um, You never know where that's going to lead, that writer, um, or the theater company that produced it. You know, that they, and, and, you know, I did that for years before I became a, uh, you know television and film actor and that's really the training ground
4: yeah well you know I, it, you support natives and native businesses it sounds like you know with uh purchasing uh these radio stations over the years i remember hearing that story and also uh your support of cannabis too i think that's uh something that um kind of par- parlayed off your character but also in real life too
1: well the radio stations isn't something we purchased i, I went wanted at at a totally a uh, non profit model um, mm-hmm. it it wasn't about ownership or privatization of of radio it, it was a i was trying to create a collective concept where i i was even ambitious to, so that the signal could run off the sun nationally <laughs> and that's very possible but you know f m radio doesn't need as much electricity as they am and such. So it, it was a dream to kind of unify the 600 nations of Canada so that we could feed news and information to the country that would help socialize them to their own history. Because yeah. most of that history was denied by educators the last century or so. And, uh, and, and so I was really just trying to show the value of, of native people and the native language, because when you start to think of the languages, it's the true study of nature based on observation of time over centuries of time, and that knowledge mm-hmm. is intrinsic to human survival on the planet. So, it was a big vision and it had nothing to do with about commercialization.
4: Awesome, thanks for straightening me out there. Even though we're on a commercial stations right now, but. Uh... I I I feel. You know, in
1: Canada, the interesting thing is all commercial stations give a portion of their budget, somewhere between two and four percent of their annual budget, to public good. In Canada, I got that public good to qualify as Aboriginal or Native American news and information and music because they knew little about us. So I was using that, uh, you know. Attracting private broadcasters to help a public system grow and mature.
4: Wow, that's uh, that's awesome, and that. it's that's a good a...
1: idea for the FCC. They they uh, they're kind of behind on that. In fact, you know Reagan sold out much of radio back in his tenure uh, right. to privatization, and it, you know it really took a hurting on radio in in the U.S. Oh, totally. Radio.
4: We're blessed to be on this uh, AM station here in the Twin Cities a uh, progressive voice but uh, uh, you know after deregulating we have nine people owning 90 percent of the media now here in the United States and that's something we're fighting with but uh, and fighting back for you know we're here with Gary farmer and we've got a little more uh, Gary farmer and the troublemakers here uh, you're listening to Native roots radio presents I'm awake. <laughs>
7: Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners, Minnesota senior health options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal.
6: Unveil the captivating world of Native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts Native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of Indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org.
2: Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333.
5: Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations.
6: This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for clear skies tonight with a low around 25, Thursday sunny with a high near 36, and Friday sunny with a higher on 34. Since 1984, Café Latte has been serving up the freshest baked goods and modern comfort food in a cafeteria setting. Their menu is prepared with the best ingredients available. Café Latte is a leader in sustainable dining, composting their food and paper waste, along with recycling everything they can. Located off Victorian Grand at St. Paul or CaféLatte.com.
4: His
1: he ran up pushed his luck, going against the grain. And I gambler, toe-tap, rambler At the top of his game Since he's been gone This old world ain't never been the same I'm a fool, fool
4: I'm Lake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot.
5: This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
4: Great sponsor and great uh, partner all these years. Uh, They do great work all over Turtle Island. Hey, uh, before we get too far uh, uh, into this, uh, we're with actor, musician, activist, storyteller, Gary Farmer, and we just played uh, Fool for You, and I want to ask Gary before I turn it over to our Gen Z producer here with a question, uh, where can we get uh, and listen to your music? Uh, what's the best way?
1: Uh, you, you know, that particular album with, um, you know, the beautiful painting of me playing the harmonica can be gotten anywhere on social platforms or wherever you buy your music. Uh, so it's, it's available out there. Um so it's it's widely available. And that way, you know, I distribute it through CD Baby, and uh, certainly their website works too.
4: Right on. Hey, so we got uh, we got a question here from Haley, our producer, and Gen Z. Uh, go ahead, Haley.
5: Yeah, well, hey, Gary. I just want to say big Pina Gigi, thank you for joining us tonight on Native Roots Radio. I want to introduce myself again. Uh, my name's is Haley Chashape uh, Wongo I'm a descendant of uh, ho-chunk nation and the winnebago tribe in nebraska my name means little eagle princess and i'm eagle clan uh I, there was a big movie that just came out recently um and i know you had worked with um robert de niro in the past in um the score i was wondering if you got a chance to see killers of the flower moon yet uh, i know lily gladstone starred in that and um was just curious to see um just your opinion on her performance in the movie, as well as Robert De Niro's in that one as well.
1: Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen the movie. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not much for extremely popular cinema. I must look at about four, 500 independent uh, features because I've been working hard with the Santa Fe International Film Festival for all these years since inception. And so spend a lot of time, um, finding the best of the best out there and promoting that. And uh, so often I, I don't get to, uh, I did manage to see just a few minutes of uh, of um, Oppenheimer the other day, but I'm sure eventually I'll take a look. Of, but Lily's a longtime friend and uh, collaborator. Uh, in fact, we just uh, promoting a film called Quantum Cowboy. It just got some distribution, probably primarily because Lily's stardom in, in Killers of the Flower Moon. So uh, Robert, on the other hand, has been uh, a lot of fun to work with in the past for me. He has a great sense of humor. He's got a lot of humility. And, you know, it's nice to hear him make that speech last night at the, um, I didn't see the whole speech, but I'm glad that he's calling out what's been Mm -hmm. reality for us since, my tenure in the business, you know, we've had to face a lot of racism. You know, early in my career, there there were no Native writers. There there were no Native directors. And I had, as the actor, the sole responsibility to try and keep them, you know, someone understanding of, of who we were representing in the film. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful, so much more comfort as an actor now to go to set than knowing that all your, you know, your relatives and all the creatives that come from the 600 communities in the U S you know, there's some things that are very common. And, um, and so it's, it's been much easier and it's just lovely to see Lily's rise to stardom and, and, and all those young people from res dogs. Now we get to watch their career for the next 50 years, you know, and, and what they can do with it, and what stories they find of interest to tell as, as performers. So, yeah, it's it's a special time, for sure.
4: It's interesting, too. Uh, we'll get back to what Robert De Niro said in a second, but it's interesting, too. Uh, former, I used to be a high school student before I started my other job, and... Um, Bobby Dews, Bobby Wilson was a student of mine, so you always have your handful with with uh, creative people, and Bobby's one of the most creative people I've met uh, as a student in my 30 years of teaching.
1: Good, good, yes, he's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes,
4: yeah, total fun. Haley, do you have uh, Robert De Niro's co- quote at all? Because I know if there was some controversy about that. If people are out there listening, not knowing what we're talking about, uh, it's, Somebody took out part of his speech, and then he ad-libbed uh, uh, his speech about um, basically how Native Americans uh, <laughs> are uh, still fighting the John Wayne syndrome, And uh, to my understanding. Wasn't that correct, Haley?
5: Yeah, yep. So it was actually Monday, and this was at the Gotham Awards. Um, Robert De Niro uh, noticed that there was alleged editing and reads that were missing um, on his portion of the speech on the teleprompter. So what he actually did was took out his phone and read um, the remainder of a speech that they took out. And he he said he was going to do it anyways. Um, And It included, you know, just statements noting that the industry um, isn't immune to racism. And, um, you know, he specifically called out former actor John Wayne's statements about indigenous tribes and their uh, selfish attitudes about keeping their lands as an example, um, just kind of of these attitudes. And, um, yeah, so uh, Robert De Niro has stated... I'm going to say these things, but to Apple, who uh, produced Killers of the Flower's Moon, but to Apple and thank them and all of that, Gotham's blah, 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 De Niro said, but I don't feel like thanking them at all after what they just did. How dare dare they do that, actually? So I very much thank you for bringing up that point, Gary, because we were looking into that story as well.
4: Well, there's an a, a uncomfortable, I feel like, I don't know if anyone's ever watched Saturday Night Live when um, uh, one of the actors was um, interviewing Paul McCarthy, and <laughs> that's the way I feel right now, so intimidated, Gary. Thank you so much for being on, it's just, uh, I, I, I would really like you uh, to take the show over here and talk about what you'd like to talk about, and I think you are such an interesting person, not only your past, but what you're doing right now. I think uh, the music. I saw you up in Duluth jamming with a whole bunch of artists a couple of years ago. I've seen you uh, be master of ceremonies at uh, the Minnesota uh, Chamber uh, Native Chamber of Commerce. All, all those things, and you're, you're still working, and you're still doing it, and you're still active, and you still have an opinion. So, I, I'd love to hear what uh, what you're what you're thinking about right now.
1: Well, I I tried to get on the New Native Theater website. It seems to be down, which is a theater company that exists in uh, Minneapolis. And I worked with them uh, over a couple of workshop sessions uh, during the COVID period. It was a play that was to uh, play for them uh, over the last couple of Christmases. It's called The Christmas and On Choppy. And it's uh, playing now at the uh, New Native Theater or shortly uh through the holiday season it was uh written by uh, a fellow named Montana Cypress who's a, a from, uh from you know central florida uh, you know they're kind of the everglades people you know and uh, uh he's a really interesting writer he's uh, he's kind of hung out in in los angeles trying to uh to to make a go of it uh, in hollywood as a filmmaker uh, as a writer and as an actor and, um, you know, I'm, I'm ironically sitting here on my way to Los Angeles uh, to do his micro low budget short film uh, shooting in Los Angeles next week called um, uh, An Ode to Leviticus, which is probably a <laughs> about a 15 minute uh, film with uh, Tantu Cardinal, who was also wow. in Killers of the Flower Moon. So just a little irony, a little plug for the play happening in, in Minneapolis this, uh, over the holiday season and, and my effort to help this young filmmaker uh, realize a, a good film. So, um, you know, the other interesting thing is this series with Chas Spencer. He's a, a Cineboine, uh, you know, from Montana there. And and he's been a longtime actor based out of New York City. Uh, you know, I worked with him and Emily Blunt in this series called The English, uh, we shot it in Spain with a Spanish crew, and it was a BBC production. But if, if you get a chance to watch this six-part series, I I think it's a it's a great kind of historical overview of the settling of America from you know more of a Native perspective than you usually get. And uh, I did mention Quantum Cowboys. It's in now in theaters and streaming. Uh, just search it uh, again featuring Lily Gladstone and Kiowa Gordon, and this fun artist that's been in my band from time to time, Hal Gell, who also co-wrote that film. So, uh, you know, I, I've been pushing around a short film called Vertebrae by a dear friend named Travis Schilling. He's an Ojibwe painter, playwright, and director. He's born in Ramon, Ontario, and son of a famous artist named Arthur Schilling. And Travis has been exhibiting art since the age of 21 in Canada, in Europe, and the U.S. And his work always is profound. And if there's any young film festivals out there that would like us to submit this, you know, vertebrae to you, we'd be happy to. And, and so it's an exciting time for me. Uh, you know, it's nice to win the Best Americana Album. At the 223 New Mexico Music Awards, sing that song reached number five on the top Indigenous music countdown in Canada. So, it's it's been a great year for me, and I I'm just really grateful for you guys having me on the show.
4: Well, uh, we'll we'll probably uh, let you go because uh, we really appreciate your time. And one thing I wanted to just tell you: truth be told, uh, my daughter, my hinu my first daughter is in that play in new native theater. She's an actor and, uh, she's playing, if you know the play, she's playing, uh, the white, uh, girlfriend. So so, Gary, I just want to say thank you so, so much for being on. I really, really appreciate you spending time with us. And I know our audiences just love this. I hope to get you on again when things slow down for you a little bit again, but thank you so much. And, uh, Let's uh, listen to this music uh, the rest of the way on this uh, last uh, second-to-last segment. Thank you so much, Gary Farmer.
1: She's the, she's, the she's, the she's the toughest girl, she's the toughest girl, she's the toughest girl, she can fly a plane or drive a car right off on mountain cliffs. That's how tough she is. Oh, my God, my friend, you better watch
2: it. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333.
3: Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org.
2: Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Come
1: Better catch that train. It takes you far away from here, just where you want to be. She's the toughest girl I ever knew. Notorious, and
0: because she's the toughest girl.
4: welcome back to native roots radio presents I'm awake and I'm your host Robert pilot
5: this portion of the show is supported by howling for wolves protecting wolves for future generations
4: how, how- wow uh, that was uh intense for me uh, Haley uh, and uh, I, I just we were chatting uh, amongst ourselves uh, via text with the uh, mothership and and uh, And great job uh, at uh, the Mothership bringing in the music and out. It was perfect and uh, felt like I was uh, walking on glass. But hey, uh, Mm -hmm. totally uh, prepared for this and Gary was awesome and I thought it was a good time to let him go because uh, he really had a lot of great things to say and uh, things to chew on.
5: Yeah, he definitely did. That was such a fun time, and really, we appreciate all that Gary has done and the representation that he's created in the community for us in in film and in music and all of the art. Um, so big Pina Gigi to Gary.
4: Yeah, definitely. Hey, we uh, don't want to put a damper on this, but we do want to kind of bring this up, Haley, is um, uh, some local news that's just breaking right now. I think uh, if you don't mind, if you could uh, pull up and – pull up and talk about that a little bit and then we'll get back into uh, the positive show we had in the music.
5: Yeah. Well, I just was getting an email through. I don't know if this was recently. I know this was today. I'm not sure which encampment this was, um, but I'm sure it was one of the ones in Minneapolis here. Um, There was a shooting inside the camp, the police officers, um, I'm not sure this email, uh, they are looking for a missing person um but for now to keep doors enclosed um and keeping everyone safe so if you are in an area uh downtown in the twin cities specifically minneapolis and um you have relatives in an encampment um just maybe check in on those people and and make sure that they're doing okay
4: yeah definitely always uh be aware of what your surroundings and uh things like that um so I appreciate that, up, that update, and maybe some more will come in, and maybe one of our listeners will uh, send us a text or something. Uh, y- you know, one of the things, uh, I just love the speech that Gary did in Smoke Signals when he was uh, talking about uh, him and uh, uh, Victor uh Playing I know. basketball with the priest, uh, the just priest. So, and it's cool, you know. Uh, and you have to really, have to really walk so- softly. It'd be like, you know, he's still doing things; he's still active, and you don't want to start talking about stuff that he did forty years ago or twenty five years ago. But it's still uh, hard not to because I was a, such a big fan. Still, after all these years of the movie Smoke Signals.
5: Right. Well, yeah, the specific scene I think you're talking about, um, too, that one was called, um, oh, now I just lost it. Anyway, so it's the 25th year of Smoke Signals, actually, because it was released in 1998. Um, That scene specifically, You Gotta Have Faith, Mm -hmm. um, and that was uh, Gary's moving monologue during that basketball scene outside. And that was um, where he was talking about Victor and Arnold, the character that he played, uh, Arnold and his son Victor. Uh, played, I think, I believe it was two on two with the, the priests at that. At the school, right, and um, oh, just yeah, my favorite quote. That's such a great scene, and just every time I think about it, I got to watch it again and then cry all over again. But um, the scene or the quote that he says, he goes, "My boy, he was tough, man. He flew right over those Jesuit like he was some indigenous angel or something. My boy Victor, he was the man that day. He took that shot and he won the game. It was the Indians versus the Christians that day, and at, for at least one day, the Indians." one.
0: Yeah.
5: And then he throws the basketball and it's it's all emotional and he's out there at night on the court by himself and right. yeah.
4: Well he was telling Crazy. the story to um the woman actor I can't think of her name, uh Susie Smoke who's the is the character's name. But she's been in a lot of stuff over the years and still there's a, a show coming out uh called Hey Victor and that Gary was in and I didn't ask him about that but it's about the person who played the young victor doing a documentary uh and a, a sequel to smoke signals called hey victor and the whole it's a spoof and it's a documentary on um on uh the making of the next uh <laughs> the sequel to smoke signals and if you look at look up look up the information it's got everybody in there and it's really funny, and because I don't know, every time I watch that movie, I I, uh, I think of uh, I wonder where those kids are. Or do they keep acting? And uh, you'll find out now. The ones that played the young, the young uh, Victor and Thomas in the in Smoke Signals.
5: Oh, they're going to have the original cast, everyone.
4: Yeah, the, it's yeah. a a mockumentary, I think, and it, they've already shot it. It's just I don't think it's coming out until twenty twenty four.
5: Oh, that's too long.
4: That's funny. It's not that long. It's a month away.
5: Isn't that scary? A month away from 2024?
4: Yeah, I don't know. They're going by for me fast. Uh, I tell you, you know, I'm 62, so I got like 15 more winters left and 14 more summers. So I got to like really uh, pay attention to what's happening here and uh, give everything away. So I have a lot of things I got to start giving away.
5: Give it to me. Give it to your Chujang.
4: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'll start with a couple of T-shirts and then we'll go from there, Haley.
5: Oh, okay. I see it. I see how that works.
4: <laughs> well, those are my prized possessions.
5: That's true. You're very protective of your T-shirts.
4: <laughs> and my potato chips, but that's a whole different show and different story that we won't get into. But, yeah. So – I think what we need to do is reach out to Bobby Wilson and a couple other people now that the Strikes Over. I didn't mention that to Gary. I uh, could have mentioned that, but uh, it's, you know, now we can reach out to our actor friends in the Native community and have them come in and promote what they're doing and uh, talk about what they're doing and what they're up to. So it's an exciting time again, and we wanted to be really um, conscious of that and and not walk over any boundaries because we know when we uh, talked to, uh, it's cool that he brought up New Native Theater too, but when we talked to uh, the the founder of New Native Theater, she couldn't really talk about Dark Winds, which she wrote the first uh, segment um, of the, right. uh, the season or the first episode, I should say. Hey, Haley, great work, great work, uh, AM 950 producer Brett and... Uh, we uh, we pulled it off We did a great show with Gary And nobody got mad at us So that's always a good thing
5: Absolutely
4: Hey, if you're listening to the show You're part of the resistance From Chief Plenty Coops The ground on which we stand on It's sacred ground It's the blood of our answers, uh, ancestors We need to resist, divest, join a group Run for office We're still here We are the seventh generation
5: And free Leonard Peltier
4: no. And maybe we can play some Gary now and I'll pot this down.